I'm not opening this show until I have decided that we have earned an opening to the show. And I don't feel that we've earned it yet. Well, what do you want to do? <laughs> I don't know. You're going to have to figure it out, okay? You're going to have to come up with something good to really just light my fire and get me to start this show. Because I'm not doing it until I feel it's right. Nope. <laughs> then no. I appreciate the, the effort. I know that's worked in the past. But you know what? We're on episode 20 now, okay? We're in double digits and have been there for a while. So you're going to have to work a little harder to get me to start the show. Okay, here we go. Ready? What? What it's are you gonna doing? Happen. What? We're gonna. What we're are you gonna doing? Open the show. It's gonna happen. Here we go. Don't force it. Don't force it now. Is this a poop joke? Just feel it. Here it comes. You ready? Why are you rubbing your legs? I don't know. Just gets me excited that way. Is it picking up on the mic? I hope so. <laughs> <laughs> All right, here we go. I think I think we can do this. I feel it coming. Do you feel it coming? No. I feel it coming. Okay. It's gonna happen. Chris, I watched The Fate of the Furious Do last all night. of you, yep, and we're gonna talk about it. We're gonna talk about it right now. Why? You're gonna talk about it a lot, because you know, I didn't see any of it. Here we go. Are you ready? go all right here we go everybody get excited get ready get on board here we go you ready it's gonna happen this has been going on for way too long that's what my wife said <laughs> oh yeah everybody welcome to the media lunch break bringing you all of your comic geek and movie news all the time it takes to eat a good sandwich and have a couple of donut holes my name is chris treble alongside me as always is my co-host andrew dunn say hello andrew that should not have taken as long as it did also what she said <laughs> Nailed it. Both times. <laughs> That's what Never said. been said. Oh, all right. All righty, everybody. So how's it going? How you been since last episode? Man, so much has happened. I know. it's The world is a topsy-turvy place. Well, I just meant that I saw The Fate of the Furious. Yeah, so um, you one of us saw The Fate of the Furious. I don't know why I let it up like we don't know which one. <laughs> yeah, literally after I said. Um... Andrew saw The Fate of the Furious. He sure did. It was a requirement for work. Mm -hmm. um, this work, the podcast. Sure, let's say that. Uh, he... Okay, you Facebooked me last night. I believe I texted you. No, you put it on Facebook. You. It's not even direct message. It's on... You put it on, like, your Oh, you page. mean after I saw it. Yeah, after you yeah, saw yeah. it. And you were like, I could write a whole book on this. <laughs> yeah, and I have. And you have... I don't know what that meant. I didn't know if it was a good thing or a bad thing. That was intentional. I know. Because I, I We're I said here that. to find out all the answers. We're going to scoop it right now. So, you said you could write a whole book. Is the book a good thing or a bad thing? Look, how many actors do you... Have you ever seen any of these movies? No. Me neither. You, no, okay. All not right. at all. Okay. Name an actor who's in the movie. Jason Statham. Great. Name another actor who's in the movie. The Rock. Fantastic. Name another one. Ludicrous. G pretty good. Name another one. Uh, Charlize Theron. Fantastic. Kurt, I mean, yeah. Kurt yeah. Russell. Great. Are you, wait, are you naming, are you saying, wait, I'm, are you I'm, congratulating I'm, me for knowing No, people? I'm ranking their performance. Oh, okay, wait. Hold on. We gotta go back then. All right, Hold on. let's do All it right. over. Jason Statham. Fantastic. Okay. The Rock. Great. Ludicrous. Pretty good. Um, Charlize Theron. Fantastic. Uh, uh, Kurt Russell. Great. Uh, by the way, great is less than fantastic? Yeah. Okay. I mean, he's... Ty uh, Tyrese? I don't know who that is. Uh, the other is black guy. Is he the not ludicrous? The not ludicrous. He's fine. Bald. The uh, the bald guy. I don't think he's bald in this, but he has very short hair. Okay. But yeah. He's fine. Um, Michelle Rodriguez. She's really good. Really? Yeah. Okay. Uh, oh, Vin Diesel. And here we are. Ah, that's the one you were waiting for. So, Vin Diesel's first line is in Spanish. That makes sense. 
and it's hysterically funny. So, all right, I'm just going to... I want to start do a little bit. they translate it for you? Yes. Oh, okay. Um, which is good, but they should do that for the rest when of his speaking lines. English. Yes. Great. First of all, the biggest problem this movie has... Well, that's not true. But in my opinion, it, there's a crime that is unforgivable, and it starts before the movie. They casted Vin Diesel. No, it's that the name of this isn't the F number eight of the Furious. <laughs> it's not? No. Are you sure It is the that? F-A-T-E of the Furious. Yeah, but I think they... Oh, no. Nope. Uh, no, I was going to say, I think they pulled this card some uh, in one of the other titles at some point. It wouldn't have been the eighth one. True. This is the eighth one. True. True. Unacceptable, Chris. It is unacceptable. So, um, Vin Diesel speaks Spanish, which is just horrendous. Okay. Here's how the movie opens. Okay. Vin Diesel and Michelle Rodriguez, I think her name is Elaine or Elena. It's it's Laney is what they call sure. her. And his name is... Triple X. Riddick. That is his <laughs> name. Uh, it's not Hobbs. That's the other one. Uh, Don? Don? Dom? I think it's Dom. So Vin Diesel. Yeah, just say Vin Diesel. Is on his honeymoon with Michelle Rodriguez okay. in Cuba. Um, side, Not side note, but before we start, I'll just ask the one big question. As someone who has never seen any of the other seven movies that has come before this, do you need to see any of the seven movies that have come before this? Yeah. Like, heavily? Um... Look, so... <clears throat> like, did you feel at some point you're like, I would enjoy this more well, if I had seen the other side? The, the guy who was sitting next to me from work had seen all of them before, and he was constantly saying, oh, by the way, those are these people. By the way, that's from... They're referencing this thing that happened, and... That oh, sounds really fucking annoying. It, it was actually extremely helpful. Oh, okay. Yeah, there's a lot of... In fact, spoilers... Spoilers before we go in. Oh, sure. Because I'm about to spoil the shit out of this movie. Yeah. And, and I'm about to jump straight to the ending right now. Okay. Um, the end of this movie makes no sense unless you've seen the other movies. Okay. Okay, great. Uh, there's There are characters who are not in the rest of the movie. That's when the person next to me kept saying, oh, they were in the other one and they were these guys. Oh, that guy, he's from the blah, 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 and he's another thing or whatever. All right. So it's what it now sounds like is, well, it was extremely help, helpful for you to everyone else sitting around you. That guy from work was extremely fucking annoying. Sort of, except we were all there and didn't want to be. So he was probably actually quite funny. Oh. All right, fair enough. When the movie started, I turned to him and I said, I smell an Oscar. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, this, so this movie is not good, but, okay. but it's not my, it's not my thing anyway. You know, like this isn't the kind of movie that I like or go see. I don't like Transformers. I don't like the Ninja Turtles movies. Right. This is another one of those. Yeah. Um, so it's, it's hard for me to say if someone will enjoy it without seeing the others. It doesn't make a lot of sense without seeing the others. Sure. Um, but, you know, if you like bad CGI and exploding stuff... And I do! It's for you, babe. Yay! So the movie starts with Vin Diesel on his honeymoon in Cuba with um, Lainey, played by Michelle Rodriguez. And her brother, they find, his car is getting towed by, like, a like a mobster guy. Well, that's like ironic a, like in a, a Fast and Furious movie. Like a Cuban mobster guy. And it's this hella old, beat-up, junkyard, like, 1940s Volkswagen or something. Right. Super rusted down, solid metal piece of junk. Okay. Vin Diesel comes by, and he's like, hey, what's going on? You know, what's happening? And Can you do that again in your best Vin Diesel voice? <clears throat> sure. Que pasa? Excellent. <laughs> Thank you. So he comes over and he says, what's happening? Uh, I don't know why he speaks Spanish at the beginning, but then everyone else in Cuba speaks English. Um, <laughs> really? Yep. <laughs> it's amazing. Yeah, everyone else in Cuba speaks English. Well, did they do the... Was it like a, a Hunt for Red October thing where like they all speak Spanish, but really you're hearing it in English? Uh... Uh, no. You know what I mean? Yeah, Have you no. ever seen Hunt for Red Octopus? Well, I know what you... You know, it's the same thing with, like, you watch The Three Musketeers, which takes place in France, and they all speak no, English. No, there's, there's... In the Hunt for Red October, like, Sean Connery is the, the Russian general, with Sam Neill as his second-in-command. They're in a Russian sub, and they're all speaking Russian for a good portion of the beginning. And then they do a thing where they, like, close in on his mouth, 
and he's speaking Russian, and then he starts clicking into English, and what you realize is he's still speaking Russian. They just don't want to subtitle everything. Yeah, so that's that's what I was saying. Okay. That like, yeah, you watch a movie that takes place in another country, <laughs> right? And they they it's have to speak English speak so French. that you yeah. can understand them. No, that's that's not what this is. Okay. He speaks Spanish to someone in Cuba who speaks Spanish, and then every other person he speaks to in Cuba speaks perfect English. Okay, great. Um, so he uh, he goes to this guy who's towing his brother-in-law's his newly uh, acquired brother-in-law's car. And the brother-in-law is like, hey, you can't tow this. It's my car. I need it to go to work. So Vin Diesel, in classic, like you like you would do or anyone else would do. Sure. He challenges the guy who's towing the car to a race for the car. Yeah, makes sense. Yes. Um, and just like anyone in that circumstance, he agrees. Of course. And the idea is that if this is, this makes no sense. None of this make none of this movie makes any goddamn sense. But this is this is the most convoluted part of the entire movie, which okay. I guess is good because it means it's only downhill from here. At least they got it all over and done with from the beginning. Just the worst part, right? So this guy agrees that he's going to take that that he and Vin Diesel are going to race. If Vin Diesel wins, he wins the guy's very nice hot rod. If the guy wins. He tows the car that is already owed to him. Okay? Yep, makes total sense to me. Right. Um, so, but there's a twist. Because okay. Vin Diesel says, no, you know, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to use my car, which is this other crazy... I, I don't know cars, so I don't know any of these things. That's another problem. If you really like cars, you will love this movie. There's a lot of very nice, shiny cars. Well, that makes sense. Yes, they're very beautiful. I, I don't know the difference between a... Porsche and a Pinto, but it, it, they're, it's they're fine. true, guys. It's true because he owns a Porsche, and every time we go to the supermarket, he keeps getting in other people's Pintos, and I have to be like, Andrew, that's not your Porsche, and he's trying to start it, and it makes for a lot of awkward conversations. The police usually get called. Yeah, but and then, then I, you get into the car, and I'm like, Andrew, that's still not your Porsche. I, I know, but then I challenge the police to a race, and I usually end up winning because I've got a Pinto, yeah, or a, po- you, or a Porsche. Which one do I have? You, uh, Porsche. All right. So anyway, and at this point, because you keep winning the race, you've got also got four squad cars. Too. <laughs> so uh, he says, "I'm going to use my car." The brother-in-law says about the guy, "You'll you'll never beat him. He's got the fastest car in Cuba." Which how could you know that? But also, well, uh, it's a small island. It is. A, it's not that small of an island. I've seen every car and tested how fast they can drive. So, uh, and, and Vin Diesel stupidly says in front of the guy, it's not, it's not, it's not the, the car, but the person driving it that matters. And the guy's like, okay, then race with your brother-in-law's car. So now we've got this thing that he's going to race with the, the broken down piece of shit car. This and is all gonna... the first scene? Yes. Jesus this movie, Christ. this movie is two and a half hours long. This conversation feels like it's two and a half hours long. Hear me out, because it's very convoluted, and I need you to pay attention to understand how dumb this is. So, he races <laughs> for the car. Alright. He's got to use his brother-in-law's, like, shitty, broken-down car to race the fastest car in Cuba. Now, sure. th- that can't... he can't win, right? <laughs> Let me guess, can we skip to the end? He wins? Yeah, but there's, there's, there's a, a twist. Okay. So the way he does it is he strips the car down of all the uh, the, the metal. Uh-huh. Like, he just pulls off the siding, yanks off the hood, because it's all solid metal, right? Sure. Um, he rips out most of the seats. He's basically destroying this dude's car. The brother-in-law's car? Yes. Uh, and then he adds something called NAS, nitrous oxide, probably? Yeah. Great. So he does that with a Coca... By the way, product placement in this movie is astonishing. We get Coca-Cola products in almost every scene. Okay. Apple products. Okay. And there was one at the... Oh, Budweiser is at the end. There's a lot of... The, mm. the brightest thing on the screen is a Coca-Cola can, uh, an Apple product, or a Budweiser. Nice. So with a Coca-Cola can, he hooks up the nitrous oxide to the car. What would be the point of wanting this car back after he wins the race? So he gets in the car and starts racing. <laughs> Great. And they, beforehand, they're like... That's this is one of those things that's better if I just don't ask questions. They, right? Before, they're like, you don't want to use that much nitrous oxide because it's going to blow up the engine. And he's like, no, nah, I know what I'm doing. It's going to be great. <laughs> and so he drives the car. He does the thing. 
the engine explodes. And then for some reason, the brakes don't work after he wins. And he, so he jumps out of the car and the car goes flying off a bridge (laughs) into the river. Okay. And everyone is really happy, including the brother-in-law. Because the brother-in-law now gets that other guy's like really nice car, right? Isn't that? No, Vin Diesel does. (laughs) That would, that would actually make sense, right? So here's what happens at the end. The guy goes up to Vin Diesel and he's like, you're a great driver. And a deal's a deal, and I'm a man of my honor. Here. And he hands him the keys. Or I think he says, you've earned my car and my respect. And the guy's like, Vin Diesel's like, nah, all I need is your respect. You keep the car. And then as he's walking away, he says, oh, and whatever the brother-in-law's name is. And he throws him the keys to his car. And he's like, you can have mine. Why didn't he just do that in the first place? And then everybody cheers. That's the opening scene of this movie. And it just gets worse from there? Well, no, it gets better. That's oh. that's oh. definitely... I said that. It's only, you know, it, it's... the the They get it out of the way. The oh, worst... Good. The most convoluted part that makes no sense is at the beginning. All right, so so now that we've gotten the convoluted part out... Oh, the, it's all convoluted. All right, fair enough. Um, give me just a quick, like, summary of the plot of this movie. Man, I, it's two and a half hours. It's, um... They, they go through so much. So this woman tricks Vin Diesel into watching a video on her phone. Right. And she says, you're going to help me and you're going to, you're going to like go against your friends and family who right. you've built up over seven movies. She literally says yep, seven that's movies. a quote from the movie. <laughs> um, Shirley's Theron. She's yeah. great. The acting in this is mostly pretty good given what they're working with. Work with. Yeah. yeah. Uh, the script is terrible. The dialogue is terrible. The plot makes no sense. Um, the the so we and he agrees that's the thing that happens so she says you're gonna agree to do a thing don't tell anyone here's a video to convince you and he sees the video we don't know what it is and he's like okay um we cut to um the the rock Dwayne the rock johnson who is screaming at new recruits we don't see them but he's very clearly talking about how they're he they're going to they're gonna go out on the battlefield they're gonna kick ass they're gonna kill the they're gonna drain the blood of their enemies and you know eat their souls and that you know this is this is who we are this is what we do he's giving this big uproarious speech and then the camera turns around and he's talking to a children's soccer team of course yeah of course so he's teaching his daughter soccer and yeah, they're out on the field that old gag um someone comes up and says you know you're needed for another job they go on this job with Vin Diesel to steal an EMP. Right. And uh, Vin Diesel ends up stealing it from them. Oh, boy. While they're taking it, he drives off. The EMP is to... Uh, oh, yeah. Then he ends up stealing nuclear codes from some ambassador person. The way they right. do this is cool By to By the way, watch. every time you pause, I can't tell if you're pausing to think of the next plot point or pausing to summon the will to go on it's, to talk about this movie. It's the only way I can keep myself from sobbing hysterically. Okay. So, uh, again, it's not it's not terrible, but man, the plot makes so no sense. So it's most of it just Vin Diesel turned on them and they're trying to figure out why and what he's going to do next. They don't really care why, which is weird, because part of the crew includes someone who is married to him. Right. But they but don't they really seem to give a damn. What the hell's going on nah, with the they're NBA? just trying to stop him. Okay, great, cool. So then... Um, where can I? All right. They they find out. Well, they find out that <clears throat> Cipher is this woman who's a hacker, and she is doing something to make him do it. Then uh, she uses him to. What's the? I'll just skip to the end. What's the video? Oh, uh, it's not the end. It's like twenty minutes in. All right. So what's the the, the video? Is that um, there's a woman who maybe he was married to or something, but they don't explain who that is because you're just supposed to have seen the movies. Uh, and she has this person held hostage. Okay. And this person has um, Vin Diesel's son, who Vin Diesel didn't know existed. Oh. Who was like two or three. Perfect. Okay. Um, 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 can I can I talk to you a little bit about another thing that makes no sense and yeah. should stop the movie and yeah, its no, tracks go and for doesn't? It. Go for it. So there's a part where in order to get these nuclear codes, she has to you know stop this... Uh, this ambassador or someone who's okay. driving through New York City. Sure. So she does that by activating what all cars have, which is a self-driving feature. Right. She activates it remotely. Okay. Uh, and then makes all of the cars drive towards the the limo that the ambassador is in to sort of try and stop it. She starts doing it with... It's a cool scene. She starts doing it with cars that are parked in tall parking structures and right. they fly off the rails oh, and that's land cool. onto it. The problem is that... So there's a couple problems with that. One is um, cars don't have that unless they're Teslas. Right. um, Which are very rare, especially in New York. Right. 
The other problem is that if all the cars do have them, that should stop the movie. First of all, she should just do that to the limousine that has the ambassador sure. in it and drive it to wherever she wants it to be. Sure. Secondly, whenever the Fast and the Furious crew start to get in her way, just stop just their cars. Just turn on their thing. Yeah. yeah. All right. Fair so enough. that should be the end of the movie, but it's not. There is. Can I say the best part of this movie yes, as well? Yes, please. There is a fantastic scene with Jason Statham where he, it's probably 15 minutes of him, like, fighting baddies, like henchmen, on a plane. Sometimes using guns, sometimes just using, like, his Jason Statham sure. fighting. Just being Jason Statham. Being Jason badass Statham. Just being the Stathamist Jason that ever Stathamed. Yep. Yep. <laughs> Nailed it. And the here's the twist. Okay. The entire fight comes right after he has saved Vin Diesel's baby. <gasps> and he is holding the baby. He's holding the baby? In a car, like, a, a car seat. Does he hit? Does he hit a henchman with a car seat? No. Oh. He just is like spinning around trying to make sure the baby's okay. He puts headphones on the baby and the baby's listening to like the DuckTales theme or something. Is The Rock as Rock as could ever possibly be? Yes. He easily takes out like six armed guards at a time by Excellent. just running into them. And then he's charming as hell? He's very charming. Oh. Very funny. Excellent. What about Kurt Russell? It's pretty good. He's in it for 15 minutes total probably. Yeah. Scott Eastwood is in it as well. He's fine. He's just whatever. He's also there for a minute. He's. I think Kurt Russell is probably leaving the series. The Kurt Russell's character's name is No One. I think. Yes, it's Mister Nobody. Mister Nobody. Yeah. And Scott Eastwood's character, I believe, is Mister No One. Ah, and he's sort of taking him under under his wing and teaching him how the job works. Um, is Helen Mirren in this? Yes. How's she? She's good. She's she's in it for the least out of all of them. Probably five minutes total. Well, she's Helen Mirren. She's, she's like, great. I don't know if you know this, but I'm a dame that means i was knighted by the queen i'm not sticking around yeah she plays jason statham's mom oh that's awesome yeah she's great does she fight anyone no she she pretends to cry to convince jason statham to do something and that's her entire role you know what i'd I'd be convinced yeah it was fine yeah um what else what else can we talk about this okay i I got plenty to talk about give me some notes give me some give me some Give me some direct quote notes. What CG, you got? All right, uh, let's see. So I've written down. So I told you before we started recording this that my intention was to write down sort of a um, like a Spark Notes version of the plot. Sure. And I ended up just accidentally, just by chance, writing down every problem I had with the movie. Hit me. Just write. Just read them off. Well, I've already done a few of these. Oh yeah, the 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 way that um, Charlie Theron convinces Vin Diesel to come over and look at the video yeah. is by it's super over dramatic and over the top. This entire movie is over dramatic and over the top. It doesn't. It takes itself way well, too seriously. Well, it's about the fate of the Furious. I know. It's about cars. I get it. No, the Furious are the people in the cars. So uh, anyway, <laughs> are they? Aren't they? They don't seem very furious. Well, no, but I think Furious is like a herd of sheep, a Furious of drivers. Oh, I see. That makes sense. Yeah. So in order to get him to come over, she has pretended to have a car breakdown. She just rips a piece out of it out of the, from under the hood. Just just any old piece. Yeah. She she probably knows what it is, but he comes over and he's like, car trouble? Car, car trouble. And she's like, yeah, I can't get it to start. I don't know. And then waits for him to figure out what's wrong with the car. And then shows him the piece that she ripped out. And then she's like, I'm not what I seem to be. I've got a secret. Please don't do a Charlize impression. That's it. That's spot on. Yeah, I know. Is That's that why, why it's, it's yeah, throwing me off. Okay, it's that like, makes sense. It, it's kind of in the, in the, what do you call it? The Hidden Valley? Happy Valley? No, that's Silicon the, Valley. One of those two. So uh, she also, we get into a little bit as to why she's doing what she's doing. Because Vin Diesel is like, why are you doing this? Is it for power? Is it for money? What do you want? And she's like, I just want notoriety. <laughs> Which is strange. Right. It's a movie for the Kardashian age. Right. And what she's doing is trying to s- send a, a missile, a nuclear warhead to America, I think. Like from a submarine. Via, oh, I thought you meant like via FedEx or something. No. It's like, hey guys, I thought you could use one of these. Happy belated Christmas. There's a hacker battle in it as well, <laughs> which... Hacker battles... Always goes well in a movie oh they're so bad it's so awful and you know what's really great about them they're timeless yeah they're real great (laughs) all right what else you got read me something read me a good give me a good andrew quip here we go so the emp 
right? So the reason they take the EMP is so that they can... So they can... You know what an EMP is? Yeah, everyone knows what an EMP is. Not everyone is. knows what an EMP is. An electromagnetic EMP, pulse. It's used to, to disable electronics. So he drives his car into the place where the, the submarine is that has the nuclear warhead. And in order, I guess, for her... For the... For the in order for the hacker to take over the station, he has to, you know, shut the whole thing down and reboot it. So that's what the EMP is for. Right. He drives in. Is he driving on a lake? Is this where they're driving yes. on a lake? Yeah. This is the beginning of Why that scene. Why are they driving on a lake? Because they're in Antarctica. Oh, that's actually a real thing. People do drive on lakes there. That's true. Yeah. In fact, there's... It, it makes no sense. But it, I, it's... If I had... Again, I could write a book on this movie. I'm sure someone will. So he sets off the EMP to disable the the camp or whatever it is, the station. It doesn't affect his car. <laughs> he then drives. What? He has to drive and wait 60 seconds for it to reboot the EMP. He has to wait for it to reboot. So that, And he has to drive to get it close to... It only takes 60 seconds for an EMP to reboot? I would expect it wouldn't take any time. you have to charge time. it? Wouldn't you have to charge an EMP? I, I, look. To read... Because isn't it just like a burst of... Well, sure. But again, if the battery was <clears throat> if the battery was twice as big as what you would need, then you shouldn't need to charge it at all or wait well, for it. But what I'm saying is like, it's a pulse that gives out energy to overload things to shut off the, yeah. the thing, right? But, but... So it wouldn't just recharge itself in 60 seconds. Wouldn't you have to plug it into right. an outlet Well, or again, it depends on... Uh, yeah. There's, there's no real reason that he should need to wait. It's clearly not recharging because unless it's like hooked up to his car battery or something I, I don't know it could be it could be listen their cars are fast and furious so he then drives it somehow doesn't affect his car and then he has to drive up to the submarine and then use it again so the submarine is affected so there's that um do we at the end truly know the fate of the furious yes and i'll get to that in a minute <laughs> i have here um, I wrote down this pleasant little note. FF8 is a movie about the eight luckiest idiots in the entire world. Because <laughs> none of them have any idea what they're doing. Danny Rand is in this movie? Evidently. I'll find a way almost for the next like three episodes to insult Danny Rand, I the, swear to the God. The CGI in this movie is terrible. Really, really bad. Like, like uh, maybe like 2001, 2002 movies mm -hmm. bad. Um, the practical effects are good. There are very few of them. Um, the CGI... Wait. Did you notice Vin Diesel's double chin? Dude, his neck is not looking good. Yeah. He's 49. You think that's bad? You should see it without the CGI. You should see mine without my beard. Did you know he's 49? Um, I did just by looking at him. He's the one... Uh, did you know that he and The Rock hate each other? Oh, yeah, I did know that. Yeah. Uh, based off a recent movie. Rock called him a candy ass online. Isn't that a thing that he does, though? I mean, he calls a lot of people candy asses, but apparently this is a real... He's a real candy ass. So, uh, I also wrote down at the end of this movie, I don't know who these people are. And there are there are eight or nine people who come in and save the day at the end. In, in the movie's defense, in that regard, there are literally seven other movies that you haven't seen. So, maybe by, by the end of... The eighth movie, they're banking like you probably seen a couple of these at least. Yeah. So maybe not the best. The the last note that yeah. I have, <clears throat> the very last note that I have is I can't understand a thing Vin Diesel says in either language. No, that's true. There's that's also it's a movie like people called it like a dark movie, but in reality, like they're saying it's the darkest of the series. In reality, it's just the most overdramatic. There's a whole scene where like, hey, you don't know that you haven't seen the rest of the series. That's true. There's a you you tell me then because you said you've seen all of them. I have seen none of no, them. No, you just said you saw all of them. I've never. I've seen all of them. Thank man. you. Good. Okay. Gun with a gun to your head. All right. <laughs> you've seen all of them. Here we go. Ready? I'm gonna rank them from darkest to no lightest to darkest right now. Doing it right now. Here we go. Here it is. Lightest. This sounds like it's going to get pretty number, racist pretty number fast. Number three, Tokyo Drift. Number uh, two, then four, and... You're going to lose count real five, fast. Five, one, six, seven, eight. There it is. That's the list of the lightest to darkest 
Fast and Furious movies. Feel free to watch them in that order. You'll see a whole new side to them. I guarantee it. Take it from me, a person who has totally seen all eight of these movies. So here's the reason why people think it's the darkest. They, spoiler alert, they shoot his, whoever that woman is, his baby Michelle mama. Rodriguez. No, the baby mama, right in the head. Rodriguez Michelle. No, whatever. The, they shoot her in the head? White and blonde. Yeah, the, the baby mama. Um, Someone, I, I don't know. She's not, she's, she has two lines in this movie. Charlize Theron. No, I already, are you fucking with Helen me? Helen Mirren. So they shoot her in the head, and then the rest of the movie, Charlize Theron spends holding the baby and threatening to kill it. I think knowing that Vin Diesel is your father is doing it a favor. (laughs) The funny part, too, is that they look exactly the same, so you can tell that they're related. Because they're both bald. (laughs) They're both round and bald. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so they both got chub around the, the around the neck. Around the everything. <laughs> there yeah, that's the there's there's a supposedly a plot twist as well where Jason Statham is shot and then you see him fall to the ground and then someone's like, He didn't make it and I, the the person next to me like gasped and I was like, He's still alive. He's and he, Jason Statham And he comes in at the end of the movie. Oh and fights right. fights bad guys with a baby. Wait, is this after the baby carriage fight? No, is that this... is the... Okay, because when you said fights bad guys with a baby, I thought you meant he was just clubbing people with a baby. Yeah, like what did you... Fight, like he's just taking it... He's just... By the legs. Yeah, yeah. and just swinging around. Wait, like what did face. you think I meant? Yeah, that's that's what I thought you meant. Oh, yeah, that's yeah. it. Okay, cool. Okay, good. That's an awesome sequence. Yeah. Oh, and the hacker gets away at the end. Okay, The cool. end. Any questions? How is Samuel L. Jackson? He's not in it. He's not in it. He's in in everything. Just say that he's in it. Chris, he isn't in the movie! So he was great? You're thinking of Kong Skull Island, which is probably better than this movie. Oh, I don't know. He's in the movie called Badass Motherfucker. Hmm. I think I got those two movies mixed up. Do you have any other questions about it? Do you (sighs) care at all about this movie? Um, no. You know what? This is a series that I've actually heard good things about surprisingly christ this movie Uh, it's definitely not for you that's for sure like when you told me that you were going to see this movie yeah i was like heaven help us all (laughs) this is not an andrew movie no it's not because you're so because you're very and we've talked about this before you're a very plot oriented yes i am these are not plot oriented well i'm also character oriented like it's just gotta there's gotta be something yeah but there's this is an ensemble thing where like it's not and by ensemble, I mean the collection of cars they happen to yeah. rent. Well, it's it's already got a failing grade on Rotten Tomatoes as well. So, do any of them have a passing grade? I don't know. Let exactly. me read you. Let me read you some snippets of yeah. of reviews. Give it to me. One review says this is not a very good movie. In fact, it is a bad movie. A very expensive, very highly produced, and very predictable cinematic skid mark. All right. Well, no surprise there. Here's another one. Even as fate has its fun and chases its highs, a few of which are pretty satisfying, it's hard to shake the growing sensation that the bloom might be coming off the rose. Yes, but here's what I'll say about that. This is what they said about this franchise before. Yeah. And then Justin Lin came in and put the bloom back on the rose. And then Paul Walker died, so now it's off again? I don't know. The movie is the third cheeseburger, the fourth beer, the fifth ice cream sandwich. It's gluttony, which is kind of enjoyable when you're in the middle of committing it, but leaves you feeling sluggish and remorseful later. No, okay, so here's where I take issue with that review. There's no such thing as too many ice cream sandwiches. (laughs) It's an odd sensation to watch a Fast and Furious film and, and find yourself wishing the special effects lived up to the writing, but... Well, here we are. <laughs> Excellent. <laughs> and that's what I have. Excellent. Wonderful. So, as you can tell, Fast and the Fate of the Furious. Oh, the reason it's called the Fate of the Furious is because the baby lives. And so he's presumably going to grow up to be a furious of cars. <laughs> they they name him evidently. Here's the other thing. Car? Here's the other thing. They They named him Furious. <laughs> 
<laughs> the Furious. It's about his fate. It's, it's about his fate. Uh, they, oh, yeah, that's the other thing. This baby is like two or three years old, and his mom tells Vin Diesel that... Um, it says what his middle name is and then says i always felt like his dad should give him his first name he doesn't have a first name this kid nope then for that, like two then, years then guess what your middle name's your first name yeah exactly i don't so, know if you know how that works but you can't have something in the middle if you don't have something first so at the end yeah exactly if there's nothing around it there's it can't be in the it. middle it's, trust me i've eaten enough ice cream sandwiches to know <laughs> it's not a sandwich if there's not two on the on either end so uh, when he introduces the baby to the rest of the group, they ask if he's decided on a name yet. And he says, yes, Brian. And I was Is like, Brian Paul Walker's. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Because I was like, why didn't they name it Paul? And then someone was like, oh, that's his character's name. And I was like, whatever. Why would they name it Paul? You thought they were going to name it after the actor? And yeah. That would be more touching. Yes. That would be weird. No, it wouldn't. Yes. Just saying, oh, yeah, we're naming him Paul. And it doesn't have to have a real meaning in the movie, but we all go, oh. Yeah, but I think you take it, I think it take, you take it out. Again, seven other movies before this that you haven't yeah, seen. Yeah, no, I don't care. See, here's the thing. You know what? Anyone who's been a fan of the last seven movies, Andrew says, go fuck yourself. Yeah, no, he took the words right out of my mouth. All if right. you liked this movie, you're a terrible person. <laughs> you should probably die. In fact, I'm, you know what, I'm going to look up every good review on Rotten Tomatoes and just come around and find every single person who did them and, and punch just murder them in the them. dick. Oh, if they're lucky. Ugh. Vin Diesel, you hear that? We're coming for you. He did not give this movie a good review. Didn't he? Not on Rotten Tomatoes. I don't even think he has an account on Rotten Tomatoes. I bet, no, I bet you he does. And I bet he just goes under a pseudonym. And he reviews all of his own movies. His pseudonym is... <laughs> Lovely. Excellent. Good time had by all. Except couldn't, the audience. Couldn't get a more positive review than that. Uh, should we go on to reading assignments? Please. Alrighty. Um, so, this past week, you gave me... This past week. This is the last time. Whatever. Whenever we met. What's happening? It, it really we? all depends on how long it takes me to take get this out. Because if I get this out by tomorrow, it was two days ago. Yeah, let's be honest. That was, <laughs> that's never going to happen. Yeah. Um, you gave me The Vision. Is it The Vision? I forget. Is it The Vision or Visions? The Vision. It's the vi- singular, right? Yeah. Okay, The Vision. Um, this is a story about... Uh, so The Vision has built his own family. Um, kind of in a... Almost a Spock-like... Uh, no, actually, I'm gonna I'm gonna revamp that. Almost in a data like quest to sure um, understand what it is uh, to be human, um, and and he feels in order to do that he has to build a family and um, kind of settle down into the suburbs and live a more human life, um, and then from there it gets really dark yep. and really tragic. Um, he with, still works for the Avengers. He still works for the Avengers. Yeah, that's that's the thing, is that he still works, he still has a vet, his Avengers job. And this is kind of a, a story about, it's one of those interesting stories that you'll see. Kind of, It's almost like the Matt Fraction Hawkeye, in that it's like built around what happens when people go home from yeah, the Avengers. Sure. Um, and what his life is like outside of his job as the Avengers. Give me a very general... Um, uh, did you enjoy it? Was it good? Or I bad? really did. Yeah, it's hard to say enjoy it because it's it's very dark. Yeah, it hurts. Uh, it does. I and I was immediately struck from panel one of the melancholy of it. Yes. Um, which again, it's a weird way to say this, but I enjoyed because it yeah. goes it goes with the piece and it really it is one that really sticks with you. Yeah. Um, it's not dark for any reason it's um tragic in that it's one of those stories that by the end you want to be able to reach in and talk to the characters yeah because this whole time the vision is on a quest and then slowly even though he is the one who built them uh specifically his wife it's almost his his wife's quest then as well um and his whole family to understand what it is to be human yeah and they are, you can feel them trying so hard to figure it out and feeling like they're missing it. 
And what I mean by you just want to talk to the characters and you want to, you want them to realize, and this is, I think, the if there is one, the, the moral or the message of this story mm-hmm. is that it's not about the end result. Yeah. That to know what it is to be human is not about the end result. It's about the quest to find out. Yes. Because that's what it is to be human. We as humans are always trying to find out you know, why we are here and what our purpose is and uh, what what that truly means. Yeah. And so you see them just, you know, the son is reading and the, and the daughter is falling in love and the wife is just trying to figure out what to do and, hold, <laughs> and how to hold her family together. Yeah. Um, and they all think that it's going to have some sort of end result of... What I, I will figure this out. They talk about the equa- an, an equation in it. Yeah. And the... The computer equation. The compu- computer equation. And that there are two different types of equations. One that can be solved and one that can't. Yeah. Um, and they think that being human is an equation that can be solved. And really, what they never kind of come to the realization that it's not. Yeah. In trying to figure out the equation, that is what makes you human. Right. Um, it, it is. It's a very touching story in that in that sort of way. And like I said, it's hard to say it's an enjoyable read. Um, kind of the same way. It's hard to say mouse is an enjoyable <laughs> read. You know, it's a touching read. It will, yeah. it is something that it will stick with you and something that will move you. So I did enjoy it in that fashion. Like it had an effect on me. Yeah. Um, the art is beautiful. It's, it's, um, simple and stark. Yep. Um, the narration that they have throughout it, because uh, you don't really realize who the narrator is until kind of the very end. Yeah. Um, is it's really kind of beautiful and poetic. Um, it's a quick. It, it is a quick read in that there's not a lot of heavy dialogue. There's not a lot of. It's just you're just watching this family go through these motions. Yeah. Uh, which is really nice. Um, and, and I think it's very poignant as well and very relevant for this time. Yeah. Because it really is about. People who are different and they are treated differently than everyone else in their neighborhood and in their community. Yes. it uh, Yes, it absolutely is. It is one that is, you know, it's definitely a story because it's essentially a story about race. Yeah. Um, that's, that's timeless and doesn't really go away. But it definitely is one that throughout the ages, you know, will become more relevant and less relevant, more relevant. Right. You know, depending on where we well, are. Well, it's, it's also not necessarily race, but potentially right now it could be about nationality. Or nationality. Yeah, I, don't, I should or just religion. say race. It, it's about, it's just about being different. Yeah. Um, and so it can, it is one of those stories that is, that is kind of universal. Yeah. For whatever time you're in, um, which is nice. It doesn't date itself or anything. It's not an these aren't issues that are, are I think ever going to go away. Yeah. Um, so you're right. It is reflective upon whatever is going on in this country, kind of at any given time. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it is. It's about being different and how you you deal with that, um, and how you combat that. Whether that's um, do you combat it head on, you know, as uh, as the was it? It's the son, as the son does with the the kid at school. Right. Do you combat it in your own home, um, the, the way that I think the mother, the mother. is yeah. trying to do? You know, the mother I think is is the most tragic figure. Yeah, she has such a one. strong internal battle. She does, and she and it's one of those things where a lot of things go wrong for her mm-hmm. that are really none of her doing. She doesn't sort ever, of. Yeah, sort of. I mean, there there's that one time when she goes into that guy's yeah. house. And the kid is shot. Yeah. But that's not really her doing either. Like that guy, you know, she's trying to talk to that guy. She doesn't go about it the best way. Right. Because again, that is them trying to figure out what is the best way. Right. But again, if you are aggressive with someone and say you pull a gun on someone. Right. And you're going to pull the trigger and the person wrestles your hand away from them and the gun goes off and kills someone. Yeah. Whose fault is yeah, that? Yeah, but he shoots her directly and she just goes... Got it. It goes... Right. Go I, no, I get yeah, that. Yeah, but, I, but I, I get what you're saying. You know, like, she started this aggression. Right. But at the same time, in reality, but she also, the in that town situ- started yes. the aggression. And, and also, I'll say, 
in that situation, she did not go in trying to start it aggressively. She didn't, but she ended up. But she ended up. Yeah. yeah. But I will say her actions as well are a response to a hostile community. Absolutely. <laughs> as well. You yes. know, it's very interesting. There's yeah, a cycle. There's a, there is a cycle and there's a, there's, um, it's definitely more two-sided than, than most comic book stories you'll get. Yeah. You know, you can just in, in this instance that we're talking about alone, you, I, you know, just from us talking, you can see there's merit to what the father did, to what the guy she confronted did, and merit to what she did. Yeah. And both of them are, are right and both of them are wrong simultaneously. Right. Um, so it does a great job of kind of presenting both sides of the argument. Yeah. I mean, not since Civil War have we seen something quite so well delivered on, on both ends. Yeah. So equally handed. Yes. Yeah. So, yeah, I it's I really enjoyed it. Um because there's more there's more of this right? yeah i i've i'm probably gonna buy the second volume soon, okay i was so. like i i wasn't sure if you had already read it or not no i've only read the first volume okay all right um yeah i don't know where this i mean this has been out for a little while yeah i, I haven't read any uh it's pretty old this. at this point um i think the tone stays kind of the same i, don't I would know assume if it gets more action-packed we're more comic booky it it cliffhangs like it's going to yeah definitely but i think they I would assume that the writer builds slowly. Sure. Um, but yeah, it was great. It was a great read. Um, I have an idea for your reading this. <laughs> an no, idea. No, no, because no, I don't remember if you've read this or not. Have I? I know we've talked about it. Have I given you the nail? I, I don't even know that we've talked about it. Okay. What is the, that? This was, we talked about it off mic months ago. This might even be something we've talked about before we started this podcast. Oh. Uh, it's a, it's a, back in the nineties, DC was very big into doing Elseworld stories. Oh, you have told me stories. about this. I haven't and read the it. Nail, okay. I never gave it to you. Okay. So the nail is essentially, um, this Elseworld in which John and Martha Kent, um, are going to go on whatever they were driving to go do the night that they found, uh, baby Clark Kent crashed in a field. Um, and when they go out, there's a nail in their tire and they have a flat tire and instead they decide to stay in and miss the rocket, and therefore Superman is never uh, found by the Kents. And so this alters the trajectory of the entire DC universe, essentially. Um, it's a, it's a one-shot. It's just a one-shot thing. Okay. Um, it, it's very reminiscent of one, one of the early ones you recommended for me. Red Sun? Yes. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, yeah, it's the same type of thing he doesn't yeah. land in russia right. and it's not as in-depth as but Red that is Sun also is. a like yeah. if he was sent to <laughs> earth like i think it's like six hours later or something that's yeah he lands it's always on. one of those things yeah. of, it's like, a very easy thing to change yeah. that and then you can alter butterfly it. affects the exactly. entire thing yeah um so this is another kind of butterfly effect thing okay it's pretty good uh i don't know why i'm trying to like lay it out for you but that's what i'll i'll be giving you as soon as i get it happy day yeah uh, my my next assignment for you is going to be the fate of the furious. <laughs> you son of a bitch! I I want you. You know what? I I kind of was waiting for you to be like my next assignment for you is all eight of the Fast Ooh. and Furious movies. They can only be better than this one. The other seven. Yeah, I mean I've heard that. I mean this also is the one not done by Justin Lin. Mm, yeah, this one's done by someone whose name looks like F. Gary Gary, but it's not. F. Gary Gray? Yeah. This is the guy who did uh, Straight Outta Compton. Oh, okay. Yeah. So it should be good. And yet? It's not. All right. That's going to be it. That's Yay. it. We did a thing. We did a thingy. Another week, another thing. Another dollar, literally. Yeah. <laughs> so we have one dollar on Patreon. All right. It's one dollar more than we had before. It's. I mean, it's. I. It's my dollar that I'm giving to the media lunch break. So it's. It's exactly. It's actually five cents less than fifty cents mine. It's four, just put. You know what? Actually, take my fifty cents. Just put it towards the podcast. Already done. Excellent. <laughs> Wonderful. All right. Yeah. So we just sit here quietly then. I can do this as long as you can. That's what she said. Hey, Andrew. Huh? Hey, Andrew. What? Andrew. Yes. Yes. 
What? Chris? Huh? Chris? Yes. Hey, Chris. Yes. Hey, Chris. Yeah? Hey, Chris. Yeah? Where can they find us? Well, they can find us on our website at www.themedialunchbreak.com. You can reach us by email at themedialunchbreak at gmail.com. You can reach us on Twitter at at medialunchbreak. Yep, that's how that's done. Uh, you can uh, chuck in a buck on Patreon. Uh, you can reach us, you can subscribe to us on SoundCloud or Google Play or iTunes. Um, subscribe to us there. Uh, give us a good review. Or don't. No, give us a good review. Even if you don't like us, just do it. Whatever. Yeah, what do don't be care? a dick. It doesn't matter to you. Uh, subscribe to us on YouTube. As soon as we get 100, p- 100 subscribers, then we're going to start giving away free stuff. And everybody wants free stuff. And Facebook. You can reach us on Facebook. Just search for us at the Media Lunch Break on Facebook. Is that all? Are you dabbing right now? <laughs> yeah. First of all, you're not doing that right. How do you do it? You gotta go into the thing. Into the thing. Into the, into the crux of your elbow. Do it. It's this. That's what I was doing. No. You're not doing it right. No, it's... You you're not doing the, it right. You're just doing this. Yeah, you're like that's it. You're like half doing it. That's it. No, you have to go all the way. You know why? Do you know what that comes from? No. I'm serious. This no, is the real I, thing. No. The dab is a is a thing where when you're in the club, you put coke on this on this part of your your thing, and then when you're dancing, you just you just dab. You put it on the end of your thing. Yep. You put it on the end of your thing, and the stripper comes back. No. Uh, you put it. You put a little bit right in the crooks of your elbow here, and then when you're dancing, you just do a little. Why like wouldn't that. you just do it from your hand? Because it doesn't hold the same... Like, the same way you're supposed to actually do it... They used to do it in... Where was it? Like, here? Okay, why wouldn't you just do it from there? Because it won't hold there when you're dancing. I think you're making that... What do you mean I know, I'm dead serious. This is how... Because you have a little sweat here. Why don't you just stop dancing and do a bump and then go back to dancing? Because who has the time for that? People on coke do. There's cocaine and there's dancing and we've got... The fate of the furious on the line here. Okay? Yeah, with a baby Paul Walker character. Doing coke, evidently. <laughs> yep. That's the fate of furious. High on cocaine. Alright, everybody. <laughs> That's gonna be it. Say goodbye, Vin Diesel. <laughs> Excellent. Well said. Uh, adios. Speak more of a diesel Spanish. Uh, donde esta my car? <laughs> uh, I believe the Spanish word is caro. Fate of the Furious as muy mal. Sounds like a Star Wars character now. Chi Wanga. Excellent. <laughs>